Hello, and welcome to the Straight STR podcast. Uh, today's episode, we're going to go over reviews. Um, the reviews is one of the most fun things to talk about, but it's also one of the most frustrating things to talk about. Um, reviews can really can make or break you. Um, and But at the same time, they're not uh, something to stress out about. And we'll kind of go over some of those reasons why. Um, off the jump, uh, Airbnb, the target number you're looking there is a 4.8 um, as far as your review. And, and the hard part about that is uh, that's five five stars for every four star that you get to get to that 4.8. And the reason 4.8, excuse me, is the kind of the target is that's their super host structure. And, um, you know, what you're going to find a lot of differing opinions on uh, whether super host is important or not. But uh, what that does tell your guests is that um, you're meeting that bar and exceeding that bar. Now, recently, Airbnb also released a uh, and it's a filterable option called guest favorite, and that's 4.9 or higher. And I tell you what, it's hard. Um, it's hard as we, as I do this podcast now, I'm sitting at a 4.88 on one unit. Um, and it's difficult. Those four stars really are killers. And I think a lot of people don't understand the rating system. And, um, we'll get into that as well. I, I have some kind of tools that, that, that we use that I think helps now. Uh, in Branson, where we're at, uh, the market is very Airbnb heavy. Um, I know uh, some markets are going to be very VRBO heavy. So your market's going to kind of really dictate uh, where your bookings are coming from. Uh, there's the other booking sites as well. Um, I personally don't mess with those but just because there's not a lot of traffic uh, that comes from those. So um, we stay pretty pretty well booked with Airbnb and VRBO it's probably a 90-10 split. Um, Airbnb is about 90% of our business. Um, VRBO is a little bit more forgiving. They call theirs a premier host. Theirs is a 4.4 rating. So uh, a little bit uh, more friendly on their side of things. Um, so how do you get a five-star review, right? Five stars is what you're looking for because it helps with your average. It looks good for people potentially reading uh, reviews. Um, so there's kind of some things that, that will help you um, get there. Um, first of all, uh, ask up front, put it in your description, you know, put a little blurb that says we strive for five-star reviews and, and making your stay as, as good as it can be. And then, uh, when you get a booking, uh, I like to send my house rules right after a booking, as well as sending, uh, that same blurb. Hey, we strive for five-star reviews. We're going to do what we can, et cetera, et cetera. And then, when you send the code to them, uh, you know, most people do that two to three days before the stay. When you send the door lock code, same thing. Ask for it. Ask up front. Ask, ask, ask. It doesn't hurt. Um, you know, you don't want to be annoying with it, obviously, but um, you do want to put that in their mind. And more often than not, if they don't have anything that really goes wrong while they're staying, if they even leave a review, it's probably going to be a five star. But we'll get into some other uh, things there as well. I have had four-star reviews where they rave about our property. And so that's where I think when I talk about a lot of people don't understand the rating system, they think four-star is a great review. And and again, it really isn't. It doesn't help you out at all. Um, so what I like to do is when they check out um, is send them this uh, little blurb that explains the review system. Um, and I'm going to grab that on my phone so I can just read that off to you guys um, what it looks like. Um, but 
the reason I'm explaining the, the review system to them is because um, it, it helps um, kind of set the expectations for, for what we think a good review uh, should be or a bad review should be, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just going to share this with you. And and uh, if you want, want it emailed to yours, whatever, just drop me a line. So when we send our, our checkout message, we, we have our blurb, hey, thanks for being our guest, safe travels. Um, you know, if the, we strive for a five-star review, if there's anything we can do better, please let us know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then we put this guest review guide on here. And I'll just read it real quick. It says, five-star, perfection doesn't exist. We had fun. Four-star, several issues need fixed. Three-star, several major issues need addressed. Two-star, close the listing down. This place is a dump. And one-star, put the host in jail immediately. Now, the reason we send that out is because yeah, it's kind of making light of the situation as well, but we want them to be aware that a four-star really should be used only if you have some issues that really need addressed. You know, with saying five-star as perfection doesn't exist, we had fun. You know, if there was one thing they didn't like about uh, your unit or your uh, your place, you know, they may be apt to give you that four-star review, but if you kind of, while you're telling them thank you, um, with the messaging, if you kind of set that bar for them and say, hey, you know, perfection doesn't exist. So if it's only one thing they had an issue with, it's possible you'll turn a lot of those fours into fives. Fours are the most frustrating because with a four, it could be a very happy guest and they just didn't choose the five. So kind of kind of where you, you know, asking up front, trying to deliver and you're trying to deliver with your amenities, with your communication, with your price point. You're trying to deliver with all that. And then on the back end, kind of reminding them, here's what I think you should review me on and setting that bar, setting that expectations. Now, prepare for a bad review and prepare for lies. Okay, so this is one of the most frustrating things. You're going to get that bad review and and they're going to say the place is dirty and it was unsafe. And, you know, if that stuff is true, then fix it. As a host, you need to be fixing it, but you're going to get those reviews where they potentially are a flat out lie. And here's the problem. Airbnb, VRBO, more often than not, they're going to side with the guest. Um, it's unfortunate. And you can jump on a bunch of Facebook groups with other hosts really complaining about it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And as a host, um, you need to just know that going in that you're going to deal with those. Now, when you get a bad review, how do you handle it? Okay, number one, first rule of thumb, do not reply to it right away. Both uh, platforms will give you the opportunity to reply to a bad review. As soon, and it may be tough, especially if it's your unit, if it's your only unit and it's your baby and, and, you, and you love it, it's gonna be hard uh, not to just hit that reply button and start typing your emotional response. Here's why you don't wanna do that. Number one, as soon as you respond to it, you have now closed that review. You will get no help from Airbnb, VRBO. You won't get any help from them in potentially removing that review. And a three-star, again, you think a four-star is damaging, three and less is even worse. It you know, makes it harder to hit those benchmarks of 4.8, 4.9. Almost impossible if you get a one or a two-star. Don't reply right away. Then the, the, the second piece of advice on those is you, you need to separate yourself from the emotional attachment, okay? And really decipher what they're, what they're complaining about. And then there are a few things that you can potentially do to potentially get that review removed. Um, something we've used in the past is 
take some of their wording and their messaging. And if you can somewhat spin that in a way that you can say to Airbnb, and I'm just going to use Airbnb as an example, but anything that's retaliatory or extortion uh, related, um, you can easily get a review removed. I'll uh, just give you a couple examples. Um, we had uh, a guest stayed, ended up giving a, th a three-star review. My cleaner sent me a text message and said, hey, it looks like they tried to pick the lock of your supply closet with a tooth flosser and it broke. And so we had to dig the piece out of the lock. Totally unrelated, I think, to the review, but I was able to submit that communication to Airbnb and tell them, hey, this is what they did to our lock. We think that their review was retaliatory because they were worried they were going to get a bad review, right? And so Airbnb ended up removing that. Now, I will say, if you don't uh, succeed in getting it removed right away, try again. Just end that ticket, open up a new ticket. You have 14 days on Airbnb. I don't know the time frame on VRBO just because I don't deal with them as much. Um, but you have 14 days on Airbnb to review or to respond to that review. You don't review, you don't respond to it until you've tried every effort to get it removed before you respond. And uh, we had another uh, example um, of uh, some friends of ours on a short-term rental in Florida. And I think it was the uh, balcony that, that was going to be closed. And uh, I believe, um, if I'm remembering the story exactly right, um, my friends who host it had said, hey, the balcony is going to be closed, but we're going to offer you a refund, right? So I think the construction happened before uh, before it was supposed to. It was ahead of schedule. And so they offered the refund. And this gentleman uh, ended up leaving them. I think it was a two-star review. And and just in conversations with them, that was the first first rule of thumb, don't reply. Second rule of thumb is I think they were using a, a management company. Um, most management companies, they're going to want to respond and move on, you know, so if you're using, if you're not hosting it yourself, if you're using a management company, put your management company on, on hold right away and, and let them know, hey, we want to take care of this, right? Because they're going to want to move on. They're not as concerned about those benchmarks as you are. I promise you that. So uh, we had them do the same retaliatory um, thing, you know, showing the, the communication, but using the same retaliatory message, and they ended up getting that review removed. So we're going to look for every avenue we possibly can to get that review removed. If you have uh, a situation uh, and you're a short-term rental owner now and you uh, have a situation with a review, uh, fire away. I offer services, um, whether it be a consulting phone call, um, hit me up. I, I love looking into all the communication and trying to find av an avenue out. And sometimes it's the simplest couple words that they say that maybe gives you that out. So um, if you'd like some help uh, trying to get a review removed, I'd love to help you out in that in that aspect. Um, if you've uh, used every every avenue possible and you cannot get the review removed, then it's damage control. Then you move into and I and I promise you, even if it's a complete lie and Airbnb is going to stand by it or VRBO is going to stand by the the guest, um, you need to spin it in a way that makes you look professional and assures future guests that it either A, wasn't a problem, or B, you are going to take care of it. Be and I think sometimes uh, what you need to understand is when people are looking through reviews, 
yeah, it's great. You have all these five stars. They're probably going to scroll past those. They want to find the ones that are bad. And then they want to see the response. How did you handle it? If you handle it in a professional manner and show future guests that you're going to remedy that situation more often than, than not, they're going to throw that bad review out of their mind and they're going to go ahead and, and book your unit. I don't think they're going to go through every single five star. They might do the top couple, but they're not reading them all. So you want to shoot for those five stars, but if you can't get a bad review removed, uh, that's what you're gonna. Uh, that's what you're gonna want to uh, try to do is spin it in a positive light, as positive as possible. Um, but again, be prepared. Um, try to remove the emotional attachment out of it, and so just as a, a an overall or an overview of this entire episode, don't respond right away. Remove the emotional attachment. Try to get it removed. And if you can't get it removed, let's go ahead and try to put that positive spin on it. So um, again, reviews can be uh, very fun to talk about, very fun to deal with. Uh, they can also be extremely frustrating. So at the end of the day, don't uh, make it be the end all be all for you. Um, and realize that you're going to run into um, those just crazy uh, wild reviews. So um, I hope this episode really helps uh, everybody with that aspect. Um, if you like the content, please like and subscribe to the podcast, and we will move on to our next episode. Thank you. Goodbye.